0: Well hello everyone and welcome to the Celebrating Joy podcast. I'm Mary Turner and I'm so excited that you decided to join me today. I have a very special guest and a really good friend of mine. Her name is Emily Minna. Um, We have known each other for about three years now um, and met each other in college in our first class together which was awesome. Um, So welcome Emily to the podcast. (laughs)
1: I'm so excited to be here. This is so funny just because Mary is one of my bestest friends and now we're sitting next to each other recording a podcast and I am just so proud of her. A little bit about me. So I go to Baylor. I'm a junior right now and I'm studying apparel merchandising. That is actually how me and Mary met. Oh because yes. We're in the same <laughs> major um, and I'm from I was born in San Diego, California. But moved to Newport Beach when I was in sixth grade, and so that's where my parents live now. Um, But yeah, I love Texas. It was a big change moving from California, but
0: it's great, and I'm so thankful to be here. I love it. Emily is such like the definition of like little beach girl, and I'm like so jealous that (laughs) she grew up like on the beach because that's like like that's you. Oh, but like I don't live anywhere near the beach. (laughs) I'm like closest to Galveston, which is just not the beach, but. Yeah, I'm so jealous for her. She is awesome, guys, and truly, truly so thankful for her. Um, So, Emily, can you just tell kind of the podcast just about your walk with the Lord and kind of how you got to know Jesus and when you accepted him and kind of what changed the shift um, just for you to truly live for the Lord?
1: Yeah. Okay, so since I can remember, my parents always told me about Jesus and how I had a heavenly father. And I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was five years old with my dad. Um, And honestly, just had a great childhood. Can't think of anything horrible that happened. And Mm -hmm. so I just went to church and read my Bible with my family. So thankful for that. I actually grew up going to a camp called Kanakuk. Love it. Woo! Um, And that camp just really played a big role in my faith and how I made my faith my own. Um, Freshman year of high school, I learned truly what it meant to have a relationship with God and that it was a two-sided thing and not just believing in Him, but that my life should look different because I believe in Him um, and that it's a daily decision to follow the Lord. I got baptized by Joe White at 15 years old um, at Table Rock Lake. It was just incredible. Love it. And I think that's when I truly... Rededicated my life to God and started to live differently. And it's been a challenge, and I'm totally not perfect. But since I've been in college, I've grown so much, and I'm so thankful for that.
0: I love it. So, Emily, you said you went to Canacook. Did you serve at Canacook, or did you go to Pineco? <laughs> um, it's funny because I'm asking her this, and I literally know already the answer, but. Mm. I actually worked at Canna for a year, and then I also worked at Pine Cove. So, Emily, tell us a little about what your camp experience was.
1: (laughs) Funny story. So I grew up going to Canna I was a camper there for 10 years, and I loved it. And then after I was a camper, I just wasn't really planning on becoming a counselor there. I wanted to do other, quote-unquote, big girl things. (laughs) That was silly of me, but I ended up just applying to Pine Cove because it was too late to apply to CannaCook. They already had enough counselors, and my dad was like, just apply, like, Baylor kids do Pine Cove. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then I did, and then I ended up working at Pine Cove City for two summers, and I loved it. I was a counselor
0: and a photographer there, and oh, yeah. shout-out Team B. It was awesome. <laughs> she actually met one of my best friends, Carol Ellis, there which was awesome small world. Yes. Um, But – and, like, can you just, like, give us a little glimpse of just the things you get to do? You are honestly one of just the most, like, joyful people, which is awesome because the podcast is literally called Celebrating Joy. Um, you're also just, like, super adventurous, and you're always down for an adventure. You text me all the time saying you want to go to Austin or do you <laughs> want to go to a concert tonight. Um, um, what makes you just want to do things in the snap of a moment, and what gives you that just, like, joy every day? Yeah. I mean,
1: truly, it's from the Lord. And my favorite verse in the Bible is Psalm 1611, which says, um, in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And since I've been a follower of Jesus, I've just been filled with this joy, which we can talk about more later. But there is this one word that I heard um, at camp a few years ago, and it's zeal. And just I was like, wait, zeal. That is how I would describe mm-hmm. what I've been given is this zeal for life and for okay. um pursuing fun things and experiences and I like for example I love going to concerts I love doing things like that and just inviting people who maybe I usually wouldn't hang out with and going and doing silly things I think my brother has set a really good example um Trey shout out Trey Mena (laughs) for just living a life full of zeal he just is always chasing um fun experiences with new people and is just so silly and lives his life to the fullest. And so that's kind of why I like to do that. But concerts is definitely the biggest thing that I do that. Um,
0: Yeah. I love that. I think it's just such like a cool thing when you truly just have the joy of the Lord in your heart that you just want to live to the fullest every day And that's saying yes to so many fun things. It's also knowing when to say no, but also just, like, living for today and not worrying about what is to come and just really being excited for the small things. You can make anything fun. Um, I had a conversation with someone recently about just, like, making something really fun. Like, going to the grocery store can be, like, such a daily routine Mm -hmm. or, like, a habit of ours just to go get our stuff and then leave. But, like, why not make it fun? Like, why not – bring your roller skates. I mean, you might get kicked out or you might, (laughs) why not just like buy, candy for the person who's checking you out at the grocery line and just buy their favorite candy for them. Just make life fun. And I think Emily does such a great job in just making every day so fun, whether it's literally studying for accounting (laughs) (laughs) or it's literally going to a concert that night that's two hours away. Um, I really think she just does that so well. And she always has a smile on her face, even when she's just so stressed out. I love seeing you were on campus and just whenever we pass each other. Emily and I were actually recently in the car together. We got to go do a little Waco Revival thing, which is really awesome. Um, I'm going to have Emily kind of share a little about her experience and kind of what Waco Revival was this past weekend.
1: Yes, well first I just want to say thank you, Mary. That was (laughs) so sweet. Um, But yeah, this past weekend we got to go with a group of Baylor students and literally share the gospel. We were put into groups of three to four and kind of equipped of how to approach people, how to start a gospel conversation. And we just went and I went with a group um, with two other guys and our zone to go to was Baylor's campus. And so we went, walked around, we took a box of donuts and this was actually so scary. I was like, what are people going to say? Like bringing up the gospel can be so awkward, but it's like, wait, that is literally our calling Mm -hmm. is to share the good news and share the gospel, um, and to point people to Jesus. And so we literally got to practice that. I was just praying like, Lord, show me who to talk to. And there was this woman who was sitting on campus And I just went up, and I was like, hey, girl, do you want a donut? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. And then I just introduced myself and started talking to her. And she was actually reading the Bible. And so I'm like, oh, like, how do I explain the gospel? She probably already knows it. This is kind of awkward. But then she told me that that day was the first day she'd opened her Bible in four years. And she just got out of rehab, and she's going through a divorce And just all these crazy circumstances have happened in her life. And she said that this last time in rehab, she just felt the Lord calling her to depend on him and to lean into him and that he will restore her joy. And I just got to pray with her. It was the coolest experience ever. And I left that day just feeling like I need to talk about Jesus to everyone that I talk to. Like this should be a daily thing um, sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. So it was great.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. And I think one of the mis, um, wow, words, um, one (laughs) of the misconceptions about Baylor is just that everyone here is a believer, everyone here is Christian. Um, and it's really just like not the case. And I think we often forget that just when you're in this kind of so-called, we call it the bubble of where culture Christianity is kind of just like surrounded, Um, in our area and it's really hard because here you are being told in classes and at church um that you're there to spread the good news and it gets really hard when you're especially in college and just like living life and you're going from the job to job task to task that you just get caught up in not um wanting to share the gospel and it's not sometimes it's not intentional but sometimes it can be uncomfortable and it can be just awkward um But I think this weekend was a really good reset for both of us, just to know that we are called to do this every day. And it doesn't have to be to the point where you're like shoving Christianity down someone's throat. But just really showing the love of Christ. And that honestly is a reflection of your face. If you're smiling, if you're being happy, if you're being joyful. Um, And so, Emily, do you want to touch on a little bit about just kind of, the culture we live in not only at Baylor but also just in our generation and kind of what that looks like and what you've experienced with it.
1: Yeah, before I start that, going off of what you said about your face and how that plays a big role into it. <laughs> at camp this summer, something they told us every day is that your face is a ministry. Yeah. And so when we're working around campers, like they're seeing our faces and if we're frowning, they're going to be like, "Wow, I'm going to frown." Mm-hmm. But anyways, smiling can go so far. Yeah. Um But yeah, I honestly think it is hard to truly follow Jesus in college. Um, And I thought, oh, Baylor, being in a Christian environment, it's so easy. No. Mm -hmm. Um, I see a lot of cultural Christianity, and that just means, like, there's this big gray area, I think, of people who follow Jesus or claim to follow Jesus, um, and then they're just doing a lot of things that the world is doing and then going to church the next morning. And that was me freshman year. I um, fell into just like the partying scene and was trying to fulfill myself with doing that and going out and then going to church with my brother the next morning and feeling so convicted, but just not wanting to make changes and not Mm -hmm. pursuing Jesus outside of church. I didn't read my Bible during the week at all. And, um, I just saw people who claimed to follow Jesus and I was like, oh, they're doing it. So that means I can do that. And that just left me like not feeling close to the Lord. Um, And I'm very thankful that I was able to grow, honestly, through working at camp and just being challenged so much and being surrounded by other believers um, and learning that it is a relationship with you and God. And it's not about anyone else and no matter how far you have gone, that you think you're so far gone, but no, like, he can, God can bring you out of anything, and mm-hmm. he has truly brought me from death to life. Um, I read Titus 3 this summer, which just is pretty much my testimony. It talks about just how God brought us from death to life, and because of his loving kindness, he saved us. Um,
0: so definitely recommend reading that. It is just truly, I totally agree. I think it is truly hard to just kind of follow christ sometimes when you're in this sort of culture christianity and that's why it's just so important to continue to just like get in the word and when you do mess up because surprise we're all sinners and no one is ever going to be perfect um and so it's really just important to like allow yourself to accept that you are going to sin but you are to confess and repent and turn away from that sin and so i think that's really important especially um in our generation of just being in college, especially it's hard and it's really hard to go from one thing to other. And the social normal is to do this thing over another thing. And so being different and being set apart, but not being judgmental is a huge, huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just really, really seen that when you're just loving and you're not judging them for their actions, that goes so much further than you sitting there and critiquing them, because they can turn it right back on you and say, "Well, aren't you a Christian? Aren't you a believer? Why are you judging me? I can judge you for all your sins that you do." Um, I was actually reading John sixteen eight this morning, and it says, "And he, when he comes, will convict the world regarding sin and righteous and judgment." And it was just like reminding me that we're all going to be convicted of sin. So. It's not our job to convict others. Our job is truly just to show the love of Christ and just to spread the joy. And I've really, really learned that the past couple um, months and years, being in college, it is really hard. I grew up kind of in culture Christianity, and coming to Baylor, I love Baylor so much and has given me so many opportunities. But it also can be really hard. And so living just with a smile on your face, like Emily was saying, and also just like living not in judgment of anyone, but truly walking in obedience is just so important. And I really think that our generation can change if we start to change like that. Um. So I wanted to talk with Emily a little about the concept of rest. I think
1: yes. right now
0: it's just super, super important, not only in just like, We're actually filming this right now during finals week, which is crazy, (laughs) but also just like in general, it feels like life can be so crazy and it feels like it's never ending and it's never, I'm never not like resting. Like I'm always so tired. I'm always so busy. And I feel like I'm always just like when I have a conversation with someone, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is I'm busy and I'm tired. And so I think Emily has truly done a great job. Her and I were talking about this recently, about her just, like, complete shift from being so busy into now just being so full of rest. And it doesn't mean, like, she's always resting, but, like, how did you do it? And, like, <laughs> what is rest to you? How did you find it? And, like, give us some, like, insights and helpful tips. Yeah,
1: I mean, I am someone who used to think that being busy made me more important. Mm. I thought having a full calendar with fun things just made me cooler and a better person, which is just such a lie. But we have at our church in Waco, we have a college ministry called The Lab. Oh, yes. And I went to The Lab, (laughs) I think like two months ago, and they talked about rest. And I left that feeling like so excited to practice what I learned. They talked about Sabbath and how God created the Sabbath for us and that Jesus was the most important person on earth and he was the busiest man and he took time to um, step away and rest. And I was just like, wow, I'm so prideful to think that I don't need rest and rest is a commandment. And so mm-hmm. something I have started doing is practicing Sabbath, um, which I get so excited about because even if it's half a day, like just taking time to turn my phone on airplane mode and just spend time in the word and journaling. And like, for example, I... The other Sunday, I drove to Lake Waco. (laughs) I got myself a box of Shorty's pizza, (laughs) and I brought this little watercolor thing that I got, and I just started painting, listening to worship music and journaling, and then I went for a walk and just, like, talked to the Lord out loud, which was honestly uncomfortable. And I used to be so scared of alone time because I just am such a people person, but Mm -hmm. I have grown so much in that area, and that practicing that day of rest in the Lord's presence just set me up for a week of rest and, like, contentment and gratitude even when my schedule got crazy during the week. And so I recommend this to anyone and everyone. Practice
0: rest. It's great, and it can be so fun. Yeah. I like how Emily said, like, at the very beginning she heard – a sermon that was talked about at Harris Creek, shout out Harris Creek, but Ooh. then she wanted to practice it. Like, she genuinely didn't just listen and like blow it aside. Like, she was like, No, I want to change something in my life because I feel like it will work. And as you can <laughs> tell, it really has worked. It works. It's not just to show, it really does work when you practice it. Um, I just like love, love, love all those ideas, and also just like something I have done. And it looks so silly, but, like, I sometimes walk in the morning. Sometimes, like, really – I'm a morning person, so getting up early is nothing to me. But I'll sometimes go outside and, like, have my – headphones in or sometimes I won't even have my headphones in and I just like go for a little walk around the neighborhood and talk to the Lord literally out loud Mm. and so it looks like I'm just like talking to myself but it's really just like I know I like people probably (laughs) look at me like I'm actually crazy and I already talk to myself all the time and so just like this is just allowing me to invite Jesus into my day and also just like allowing him to really walk alongside of me because that's all he wants is a relationship with you and when you invite him into like every part of your day it makes your day so much more joyful and so much more just like filled with peace because I just like am such an overthinker about everything and I want everything to almost be perfect and so when I have like Christ walking alongside of me he reminds me to slow down and to like it's gonna be okay And so I just like really, really think that everyone should try just practicing rest. And even like you're saying, Sabbath doesn't have to be a full 24 hours. It can be an hour in your day each day or a few hours on one day. Just really setting your day right and even just spending time with the Lord, especially in the morning. I love to do my quiet time in the morning. And so spending time with the Lord in every morning is just so peaceful. And I really do see... A a change in my mood and also just the way I handle situations throughout the day. If I don't spend time with the Lord, I'm a little more snappy and just (laughs) quick to judgment, and I don't control my tongue. So, I recommend it. So, jumping to a completely different topic... Emily's actually doing something super crazy next semester, and I'm going to miss her a lot. So can you tell us what you're doing, what your plans are, and kind of how you think the Lord's going to use you next semester?
1: Yeah, I'm literally crazy. Next semester, I'm going to be in
0: Paris. <laughs> like, yeah. Paris,
1: France, wee. Oui, oui. Um. So the only word in French I know is bonjour. That's how we're doing. Is we we not? Well, we we. That's like yes yes. Okay, everyone knows You know too. Yeah, (laughs) literally pray for me because I don't know French. But so next semester I am going to study abroad in Paris, at the American University of Paris. I'm doing an affiliate program, so it's not through Baylor. I'm actually the only person from Baylor who will be there. Yeah. Which is so scary. Perfect. but So exciting. <laughs> I'm going alone. I just have had this desire since I was younger to study abroad for a whole semester, which is crazy. And people think I'm psychotic. <laughs> um, but I am so pumped. Part of me really is excited to go and meet people that I am so different from. I know there will be people from all over Um, and people who don't know Jesus, for sure. And I think that is one thing that really excites me, especially doing things like what we did with Revival and going and sharing the gospel Mm -hmm. right here on our campus. I really hope that I can do that while I'm abroad. Um, And I know it's going to be a big challenge, but I'm excited to fully depend on the Lord. I know I'm going to be pushed outside my comfort zone in a place I've never been with people I've never been around a language that I don't know mm-hmm. um and I am excited because I can't do anything on my own and the joy of the Lord is my strength
0: come on just
1: like Nehemiah eight ten says um and so I know that he's got me and I'm just excited to study fashion in Paris like that is a dream yeah
0: but yeah I love that. I think Emily has such a unique unique perspective and also just a really good challenge that God has given her. It can be so scary and so intimidating to go to a complete different country. It doesn't have your doesn't speak your language first. It's mm-hmm. she knows no one and just like really allowing God to use her and use her gifts to not only spread just joy and happiness, but also just spread the gospel to not only the people who live in Paris, but also the people she'll be having classes with and her teachers and just anyone she encounters her walk-in with. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just really, really proud of you and, like, Mm. so excited, and I can't wait to see all the pictures. I wish I could be there with you. I'm so jealous.
1: Um,
0: But it's really, really exciting, and I think that you're going to, like, truly make an impact on just the world. I think it's one thing to be here in Waco spreading the gospel but I think it's so cool that you can go to a completely different country and share the gospel to those people because it's broken everywhere you look it's a broken world and so I think there's a really unique opportunity to go somewhere like Paris and just to speak um about that and kind of I want to ask you I was not preparing to ask you this, but I was just kind of wanting to throw this out there. So, Emily and I are both apparel majors, and I think we get a lot of people asking us questions about, oh, so you really like to shop and you really (laughs) just love just to look good all the time. And, like, oh man, like, I mean, yeah, but like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's so much you more. Do. You are always put together. I've
1: never <laughs> seen Mary in like a chill outfit. Okay. <laughs> but
0: there but there's so much more. And so I think it's a real like a really unique major. And so I kinda wanna just hear Emily's kind of perspective on it and kind of how she thinks she can use her major just to really help connect different people.
1: I mean What I'll say is that everyone wears clothes, right?
0: We all walk around
1: naked. You know, (laughs) so true, so true. But I love fashion. I love outfits. I love learning about the history of fashion and Mm -hmm. big designers. Like, I'll never forget our first class where we learned about Christian Dior and how the House of Dior got started. And it just brings people together. Like, a bunch of girls will see a cute outfit on TikTok, and they all... Love it, and I think that is a way to bring people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like your brand, Joyful Apparel, yeah, like you get to spread joy through clothes, yeah. and I think that is incredible, and there's so many ways that um, fashion just brings people together, and I don't know. I have no idea what I wanna do, honestly. I know that I wanna work with people. I'd love to do something with marketing, or styling. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw this video the other day, and it showed, you know, like, on game days when professional, like, NBA players pop off with their sick game day fit, and they have those good pictures? Those people have stylists. Oh, I didn't know that. And I want to be one of
0: those. You could be one of those. My brother
1: works for the NBA, so maybe I'll work with him and be a stylist, but that's just a dream of mine.
0: Yeah, and that's something that I want to kind of give all the listeners' encouragement about is no matter what your major is and your path, like, you're going to be interacting with people most likely. Like, every job you're going to have, you're going to have to interact with people, and that's a mission field for you to share the gospel. It doesn't have to be you going into necessarily ministry, and if that's your calling and that's your calling, like, there has been a tug at my heart for ministry for so long, and if the Lord has me there, he has me there, But I think it's also a thing you can use ministry in absolutely everything. And I think especially in college, people just get fixated on this is my major. This is what I have to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. If it's something you truly love, then do it. And if it's not, then like that's okay too. You might graduate with that degree, but then work for something else. And I just think it's just really important to talk about that. And I think it's just a great reminder that it doesn't matter what you're doing. But as long as you're doing it with the heart of loving others and to use it to glorify the Lord, then do it. We all have different talents. and I think it's such a cool thing that we can all have these different types of jobs and just creativity.
1: That's a good word,
0: Mary. And (laughs) going off of that, like
1: this is such a broken world and it's sinful. And so talking about joy, like people can be like, how do you define joy? Well, in this dark world like a joyful person stands out mm-hmm. and you know when someone has joy because they're different yeah and they just have that way about them and you know when you have it or you know when you've had it before and you have lost it and mm-hmm. so um yeah it's just been awesome being able to learn about joy and what that looks like and how I mean, I'm going to shout out my mom because her name is Joy. (laughs) She's awesome. And she is literally the most joyful person that I have ever met. And you know what? That is shown because she isn't joyful because of her circumstances. If she was, then she wouldn't be joyful because life is hard and circumstances are hard. Um, I would define happiness as this feeling that changes on your circumstances. Like, I'm I'm happy because... My coffee tasted good this morning, or I'm happy because I ran into Mary on campus, Um, or I'm not happy because my DoorDasher went to the wrong house. You know, like (laughs) it's very different. Um, But the good news is that God designed our souls to operate off of joy. Mm. And so He is the one who gives us that joy. When you asked me to come on the podcast, I actually took notes and I wrote down two words that, like, have changed my life and how I have become filled with joy. And that is presence and perspective. Mm. Um, presence is because joy comes from being being in the presence of Jesus. Like I said, Psalm 1611 talks about that. And um, that comes with spending time and opening the word. And when you have Jesus and you lean into his heart and his word, joy is a natural fruit like it talks about the fruit of the spirit in galatians 5 um and joy isn't governed by your personality i think sometimes people can think oh i'm just not a joyful person or i just have a grumpy face and i'm not approachable Mm -hmm. like every person has equal access to the presence of the lord yeah um He's not like a guy that you wait around all day to text you back. He's available (laughs) 24-7. Praise God for that. Um, But yeah, he designed us for joy and so that is found following him. Um, Another thing is perspective. (laughs) You can view this life with a grumbling and complaining perspective and that just will not produce joy because I think that coming like looking at your life with an attitude i'm not gonna say i was not gonna say it but i was gonna say attitude of gratitude yeah which you probably heard it but it will bring joy like when you are content and you are thankful then you are joyful because you are realizing all the gifts that you've been given and how everything is a gift and something that my brother actually did last year is every day in his notes app he wrote down three things he was grateful for have been little things or just something fun that happened and at the end of the year he went back and reflected on everything he was grateful for and that was just really encouraging and something that I've started to do and just really brought me joy because once you realize like how grateful you are in everything you've been given then you don't focus on the hard things and the bad things Mm -hmm. um, and then your joyful isn't depend your joy isn't dependent on your circumstances yeah um Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's so good. And so, so good. God is the one who fills us with joy. Um, going off of that, there are some things that I will leave you guys with um, that have helped me this semester. Um, and changing my habits have played mm. a big role in my joy through every day because last semester I would wake up probably like five minutes before class was grumpy tired went to class and then came home and was lazy honestly I was just lazy and so changing my um, habits has just made a big difference and so what I started doing you might think I'm crazy (laughs) um I started waking up at 5 a.m. I love it every day I love it (laughs) It was hard at first, but honestly, like, now I'm adjusted and I don't even use an alarm. Like, wow. I mean, today I was planning on, like, going to the gym at, like, 8, and I still woke up at 5.30. <laughs> like, my body's used to it. Um, but waking up early and going and working out has just, like, it's gotten my endorphins going. Like, I love it, and it's something that I look forward to, and then I have, like, the whole morning to have my slow routine, yeah. and so I get to come back from the gym and shower and make a great breakfast and spend time in the Word so that I'm not rushed. Mm -hmm. And I think being rushed can really kill your joy. Um, Another thing is that isolation for me is something that has stolen my joy. Like When I get overwhelmed, I think that being by myself and watching Netflix um, or sitting in my room will make me feel better. But honestly, isolation has just led to Sadness and not being filled up, and so spend time with people who build you up and encourage you. Um, that will bring joy. Um, I love to laugh. Like if <laughs> you know me, like I have an ugly snort laugh. No, it's like, not ugly. It's it's ratchet. Um, so I love to be around people that make me laugh and yeah. like silly people and watching silly movies, and so um, laughing and eating well and doing things that I love. Um, like going to concerts and I I don't know just doing things that get me out of my comfort zone have really increased my joy and just yeah concerts cost money but something (laughs) I have said is that I'm going to invest in experiences over stuff like even though I am a fashion major I could buy a new outfit but I'd rather go to a concert with a friend or go and eat a meal with someone and so that is just something that has really helped me this semester, and I would encourage you guys to do the same.
0: I love that. You don't even have to spend money. Like, literally, Emily yesterday <laughs> rolled down a hill of leaves because it was, like, oh pretty. Like, the leaves are finally turning colors in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I saw a video of her rolling down not even a hill. Like, it was just, like, a tiny. A, a tiny little, like, bump on, like, our <laughs> campus. And she rolled down, it, and I thought it was, like, so fun. Like, oh stuff like that is just, like, Bring so much like fun into your life and I like encourage y'all to do that I love like come on you really just preach like <laughs> you like oh. I loved what you said about the joy of the Lord is my strength I think that is something yes. like that is such a good verse and people look over it all the time but it's so true because it's the joy of the Lord that is my strength like yeah. it's not your own joy it's not like yeah it's coming from the Lord like even in seasons of heartache and loss and grieving and seasons of, like, where you're just, like, so stagnant in your faith. There are also seasons where you're, like, oh, I'm, like, thriving right now. You can still have joy because it's the Lord's and he's giving you that strength. So that's yeah. kind of something I wanted to leave y'all with. Um, I wanted to ask Emily actually one more question. And I kind of just wanted to leave her and leave y'all with this. And it's, like, what is one thing? It doesn't have to be one thing, but what is something <laughs> that you are currently celebrating joy in it can be anything
1: Mm. oh that's good i started crying the other day just (laughs) randomly thinking about my friends like because i'm about to leave for five months and i'm not going to be with some of my best friends and i was just reflecting and i'm like wow i really struggled with friends growing up and I call myself a floater because I've never had, like, a friend group, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But in college, like, the Lord has provided me, like, Mary, who is an amazing (laughs) friend, and she's consistent and loyal and loves the Lord and encourages me and lifts me up. And so I have been celebrating just friendships that God has given me and how he's just really been faithful in that area of my life. And I prayed so long for good friends and I have
0: them and I'm so thankful yeah. for that. And so that's something. I love that. Well, thank you guys. And thank you, Emily. Like once again, so much for coming on. I hope you'll have a great rest of your day and just learned a little bit, a bit more about how to celebrate joy and just how to really just love others well and how to like have fun in life and yes. experience the joy. Um, I will see y'all next time and thank you and I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>